of all the things that you've got going on today, thank you for including us in your day, making us a part of your day. Welcome to the quest. It's always good to spend time together. And if you happen to be checking this out, we just want to say thank you for being with us today. We encourage all of our guests to scan the QR code. That QR code will help answer some questions about who we are as a church and our vision and, and all those kinds of things. It'll also enable you to connect with us if in fact that's something that you'd like to do. We also understand that a lot of people like to watch from the back row. In other words, they want as little human contact as possible as they begin. And if that happens to be you, we understand. We just want you to know that we're ready to have connection with you and to talk with you whenever you're ready for that. Also, we want to remind you that all of our talks are available in podcast form. All you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church and you will find us there. So as we get into the talk today, how about if we open up with a word of prayer? I realize that some of you might be driving and you can't do that, but you can talk to God without your eyes closed, just engage in the conversation. So let's do that together. Heavenly Father, we come to you. And Father, we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you have embraced us when we were unlovable, that you loved us when we were at our worst. And Father, I just want to ask you today that you would make us aware of your love for us, even in greater sense. Father, that you would open our hearts today, that you would speak into our hearts today, that you would help us to do the hard things in life that are the good things that you called us to do. Father, you know the needs of every person that's listening. And I just ask right now that you would help them, to give them faith, peace, confidence, Father, give them assurance that you're with them. And Father, I just pray that you would help us to trust you as we should. Help us to trust you as you desire us to trust you. And so we just hand over our lives to you. Hand over the anxieties, the worries, the cares. And we ask that you would do what you want done in our lives. That you would do what we cannot do. Father, help remind us that there is nothing that's impossible with you. And Father, we just thank you for your presence with us today. Father, we ask that you would speak again into our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are beginning a great series that we've entitled Hard Things. When was the last time you did something or tried to do something that you thought you couldn't do? Or maybe you tried to do something that you thought was too hard to do? Truth is, most people don't do hard things until they're forced to do them. But the truth is, is that you can do anything that God asks of you. You can do anything that God wants you to do. You know the scripture. Let me remind you, it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, there's nothing that's too hard for us. God in you gives you the strength you need for everything that you go through. And because we live from God's strength and because his strength is made available to us, then something we need to be reminded of is this scripture, and that's this. Oh Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you. The God who lives within you provides the strength you need for anything and everything that you are to do that you think you can't do. So here's something that we find you point you can write down in your notes. When we live from God's strength, there's nothing that is too hard for us. The reason that that is so important is because all the things that we tell ourselves we can't do, we actually can do. All the things that we disqualify ourselves from doing because we think we're not spiritual enough, that's not true. You can do all that God asks you to do. You can do what you don't think you can do. Because nothing is too hard for the God who lives inside of you. You might be in a hard season right now. 
You might be going through a difficulty that you have gone through for a long time and you've had this thought, I just can't do this anymore. I want to remind you that you can, that God in you can give you the strength you need for what you're going through. I want to encourage you, don't give up. The hard thing that you're going through is not an impossible thing because nothing is impossible with God. The truth is hard things are not popular things. They're not even desirable things sometimes. And usually it's because we don't understand why they are good for us, why they're good things that are hard things. And maybe that's the key for us. Hard things become doable things when we understand why they are important things. I mean, truthfully, if we don't understand why hard things are important things for us to do, we'll never make them a priority in our life. So in this series, what we're looking at are hard things that are actually good things that God wants us to do, that God calls us to do. The truth is, when we choose to follow Jesus, there are some really hard, hard things that we are asked to do. In fact, told to do. Today what we're looking at is being grateful in the grind. How to be grateful in the good and the bad, the easy and the hard, in all of life. How do we have an attitude of gratitude? And you might already be thinking, you know what, Dave, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's too hard to be thankful during the difficult times. Well, let's read the scripture. It says this, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is how God wants us to live. This is how God wants you to live. Thankful in all circumstances, not just the good times, but the bad times, that we're able to find something to be thankful for. Another scripture that kind of reiterates this very same theme in Ephesians says it this way, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Talk about hard. We, we tend to look at gratitude as something we need to try to do. I need to work that into my life just a little bit. Scripture says that gratitude is a necessary lifestyle for everyone and anyone that follows Christ. I think that the first thing we need to recognize that this text points out, and, and that's this, we, being grateful is a choice. In every circumstance, in everything that we face, gratitude is a necessary choice. It's not an option, it's a necessary choice. Gratitude needs to be a daily decision, a daily choice in all that we face and whatever we face. And yes, that is absolutely hard. There's always something to be thankful for. We just have to look for it. We need to be proactive and, and open to recognize it in our life. And that also trains us in this point too. Don't miss the opportunities you've been given to be grateful. We all have opportunities. We all have reasons to be grateful. So because of that, we can't miss these opportunities to be grateful. Thanksgiving needs to be a daily experience. It needs to be more than a, a holiday that we celebrate once a year. It, it needs to be a mindset that we train ourselves in. Gratitude is a condition of the heart. And we have to nurture and develop gratitude through the circumstances of life, in the circumstances of life in the good and the bad. And so that means gratitude is not about getting all that we want. It's recognizing all that we have. Gratitude is not a result of getting all that we want. It's recognizing all that we have. The temptation that we all face is to look at what we don't have rather than what we do have, what we lack rather than what we have already received. 
Gratitude surfaces in our lives when we recognize all the blessings that we have received from God. And I'm not talking about just the volume of blessings. I'm talking about the variety of blessings. See, it's more than just our possessions. It's about the people in our lives that God has blessed us with. The, the ones that we like and the ones that don't like us. Because the ones that don't like us draw us closer to God. They keep us humble. They, they get us on our knees. For that, we can be grateful. It includes the life that you've been given. The opportunities that you personally have that other people don't have. It includes everything. It's looking at the whole of our lives and acknowledging and recognizing God's goodness to us. I would say it's being mentally present, aware of the blessings that we have from God. Gratitude doesn't come naturally. It has to be nurtured and developed. Something that we have to work into our lives. If gratitude were a natural response, then the culture that we live in would be thankful rather than entitled. So let's look at what we're calling the definition of gratitude. First of all, gratitude is the action of appreciation for something received. It's more than a feeling. It's what we do with that feeling. It's what we do with our appreciation, the action of our appreciation. Also, gratitude is a response to the kindness of another. Gratitude recognizes the kindness of others. It's not just focused on what we have received. It's a response that recognizes the kindness of someone who has blessed us. Gratitude is also never silent. Just as faith has to have an expression in our lives, so does gratitude. See, gratitude doesn't just happen. It has to be an intentional response from us. A calculated reaction, even in a verbal sense. We have to intentionally verbalize our appreciation. So how do we nurture gratitude? First of all, I would say we need to recognize God in all of life. When scripture tells us be thankful in all circumstances, it's telling us to recognize God's presence and his activity, his provisions in everything that we face. Where does the goodness in your life come from? See, at some point, if we're going to be grateful to God, then we have to acknowledge that the goodness in our life comes from the God in our life. And we have to decide who gets the credit for the goodness that's in our life. In James, it reminds us of this. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above. He connected the blessing that he has received from God. He was fully aware, fully present that what he had received from God actually came from God. Listen, that may sound simple, but many times it's difficult for people to recognize the good in their life is coming from God. Because we tend to say, I worked really hard for what I have. I sacrificed a lot to get where I'm at. We take the credit for what we have. We take the credit for what we've received. Also, a lot of times what we do is we blame others for what we have not received. So what we tend to do is we blame God for the bad in our life while we take credit for the good in our life. Few people actually connect God with the good that they have experienced in their life. And fewer yet connect God to even the difficult things that they have in life. When we don't connect God with the goodness in our lives, there's no response of gratitude to God. 
And how we respond to God's goodness says a lot about our connection with God. David said it this way. He said, I cannot count the times when you have faithfully rescued me from danger. I will tell everyone how good you are. And of your constant daily care, I walk in the strength of the Lord God. I will tell everyone that you alone are just and good. The goodness of God requires a response from us. We have to connect the goodness in our lives with God, even when it is masked in difficulty. Sometimes what is good for us is not something that we would choose for ourselves. It's not something that we want to go through. Sometimes we have to look extra hard to be aware and, and to see the goodness of God in our life. But understand this, God's goodness is always present. Always. Listen, when we don't give God the credit for the goodness and the blessings in our life, something happens, and I want you to write it down. See, the absence of praise from us turns into pride within us. When we don't give credit, we hold the credit. We take the credit that belongs to God. The honor, the recognition, and thankfulness need to be our expression to God for the blessings of God. When we are truly grateful to God, we are looking for opportunities to love the one who has loved us, to bless the one who's blessed us. When we withhold the praise that belongs to God, what we're doing is we're taking the credit that belongs to God. This is also true in our financial gifts to God. When we withhold financially what belongs to God, again, we've missed an opportunity for gr giving gratitude to God. In essence, we're robbing God because we're taking what belongs to Him. Not just financially, but the praise that belongs to Him, the credit that belongs to Him, the expression of gratitude that belongs to Him. Listen, when we're connected to God, we recognize the goodness of God. See, gratitude makes us opportunist. David says it this way. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. David is looking for opportunities to thank God, to tell about God. David also says this. He says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. He forgives all of my sins. He heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. David is creating an opportunity to speak and tell of God's goodness in his life personally. And that leaks into our worship because worship is an expression of God's goodness in our life. It's when we tell God how grateful we are to Him for all that we've received from Him. So what are some action steps that we can take? First of all, I want you to leave today with a greater awareness of God's goodness in your life personally. If you are breathing, you have a reason to be grateful to God. And I would say the first action step is this. Take an inventory of God's goodness in your life. Living with a sense of awareness begins with intentional inventory. It's listing the things that you are aware of that come from God. Listing the blessings in your life and acknowledging where those blessings have come from. Again, remember what David said. He said this way, he said, He, God, fills my life with good things. Are you aware of that? Are you aware that all of the good things in your life come from God in your life? Is that something that you hold to yourself or have you gone public with that? Do you go public with that? Are you giving God the credit or are you taking the credit that belongs to God? 
Listen, when we get fixated on the bad, it's hard to recognize the good in our lives. So as you take inventory of these blessings in your life, consider the fact you have life. You have people in your life that love you. You may have family that are around you. They're not perfect, but neither are you. Consider the fact that you have people around you that care for you and you belong to a church that loves you. I want you to consider the fact that you may not have all that you want, but I also want you to consider all that you already have. See, you can write this down too. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. See, it's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. You have a God who has saved you. You have a God who loves you and cares about you. He has a plan for you and he is with you always. He created you with a purpose that is unique to you. You have a God who loves you so much that he pours blessings upon you. Here's another action step and that's this. Spend time thanking God for his goodness. Don't let pride set in. Don't hold on to what's not yours. Make time to talk with God and express your gratitude to God. If you're just beginning your relationship with God, go through the inventory list that you just made and thank God for all of the blessings in, in your life that he has provided for you. Thank God for each one. Spend time on each one. It's not a list that we run through. We need to think about why we're grateful for these blessings in our life. Tell God how much they mean to you. As you become more experienced with God, as your connection with God grows, what will happen is you will become more grateful for who God is than what he has blessed you with. I just want to encourage you to spend time with God, thanking God. That's what it says in Psalms. It says, give thanks to the Lord and pray to him. See, I believe that our expression of gratitude to God comes from our personal relationship with God. And that happens as we spend time with him. Here's another action step, and that's this. Give to God from a grateful heart. This might seem weird to some, but remember, gratitude is a response. It seeks to bless the one who has blessed us. If all I do is take, then I'm nurturing entitlement. We feel that we are receiving what we deserve. Gratitude acknowledges that we don't deserve the kindness of God. We don't deserve the kindness of others. When we experience blessings, we respond with blessing. Psalms 50 says this, Give an offering to show your thanks to God. Give Him what you promised. I want to encourage you to allow your thankfulness to God to inspire giving to God financially. All that you have is from God, including your income. The ability that you have to have an income comes from God. So we give to God in response to the blessings of God to demonstrate our thankfulness to God. Last action step is this. Make every day a Thanksgiving day. Don't allow Thanksgiving to just be a day of the year or an event. Let it be a lifestyle, a mindset, the expression of our heart in our daily life. Colossians says, let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all that he has done. How's the gratitude in your life personally? Are you giving to God the credit or are you holding what belongs to God? I want to encourage you to give to God all that belongs to Him. And it may feel weird at first because we're so used to taking rather than giving. 
we become so used to holding on to what belongs to God that it's kind of difficult to learn how to give that to God. Listen, I think it's simple. It starts by giving God the credit when something good happens in your life. Rather than talking about how much you sacrificed, rather than talking about how hard you worked for something, give the credit to God. I just want to thank God for giving me the ability to do this. I want to thank God for putting this in my lap because God knows I don't deserve it. It's going to feel weird at first because you're not used to hearing yourself give credit to God. You're not used to hearing that come from your mouth. But in time, it will become second nature. In time, it will become first nature. Listen, when it comes to receiving the blessings from God, there is no greater blessing than when God offered his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, providing for us the blessing of a personal relationship with God. How do we respond with gratitude to that? There has to be a response. And the response of gratitude is that we surrender ourselves to Jesus. God is the one who gave you life, so make your life about him. I want to begin with those that don't have a relationship with Christ. If there's no sense of relationship with God, then there's never going to be gratitude to God. And the very first place that we start, the very first expression of gratitude is thanking God for sending his son to die on the cross for our sins that we don't deserve. Thank God for loving us when we were unloving. I say it all the time. There's no magic word. Scripture says if you believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord in your life, that you will be saved. You will come into relationship. But it's our responsibility to have a personal response to God, and that's what this time is. It's not a magic prayer. It is an opportunity to talk to God. So let's do that together. Father, we come to you and you know each person that's listening and those that might be listening without a relationship. And I ask that you would help them in this moment right now for their very first expression of gratitude to you to be about you sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for their sins. And their response of gratitude is to accept this gift and surrender their life to you, to make their life about your purpose. Father, I ask that you would help them today, that you would fill them with new life, with new purpose, new strength, and that you would open their hearts to recognize that all that they have ever received in their life is from you. And Father, may our lives collectively and individually be lived with an expression of gratitude for all the blessings that we've received, even those that are difficult to recognize as blessings. Because we know that the difficult things that we go through even our blessings in our lives that strengthen us and that shape our character and draw us close to you. Father, help us to live a lifestyle of gratitude. Help us to live with an expression and a response to you for all your goodness in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, gratitude is a lifestyle. It's not an event. Thankfulness is not one day a year. This is a lifestyle that God calls us to, and I want to encourage you to step into that lifestyle. Begin practicing it, being intentional with acknowledging God's goodness in your life, telling others just how good God is. That is how we live the life that God intended us to live.
be thankful in all circumstances. This is God's will for you who live in Christ Jesus. Listen, I want to also encourage you, if you're not in a connection group, get into a small group, get into a group of community with other believers that allow people to come alongside and pray with you and encourage you and give you the strength that you need to walk with you and to be companions in the faith with you.